Welcome to Solving for B, your podcast for all things branding and marketing. In this episode, the Brand Extract team discusses the demise of the NCAA's Pac-12 Conference, a collegiate athletics conference that has over 100 years of history. They dissect where the Pac-12 faltered, why they find themselves facing imminent extinction, and the possible next steps for NCAA brands to navigate the changing landscape of college athletics. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of Solving for B with Brand Extract. Welcome back to Solving for B. I'm your host, Chris Wilkes, and in this episode, we're tackling a brand case study of sorts. We're talking about the NCAA and the collapse of the Pac-12. On the surface, it may not seem like a topic for brand for a branding podcast, but once you dig into it, you'll see that it very much is. After all, the NCAA, its member institutions, and the conferences that comprise the NCAA are all brands, and fairly prominent ones at that. To help me dissect this topic, I'm joined by CEO of Brand Extract, Bo Bodie. What's up, Chris? Thanks for joining us today, Bo. Uh, so I want to dive right in, and I think the place to start is laying out the structure of college sports, uh, specifically as it relates to college football. Uh, so as succinctly as I can, I'll give it a shot. So uh, the NCAA governs college athletics, including college football. The NCAA itself is comprised of nearly 1,100 member institutions, which are universities. In football, there are 133 Division I programs, which is kind of largely the topic we're focusing on today. Those 133 programs are mostly divided into conferences. Those conferences were historically regional, but over time, some of that regionality has kind of faded, which we'll get into that topic. Yeah. Um, so, so in a nutshell, the NCAA is the regulatory body. The conferences are brands of their own that have become more and more powerful over time, thanks to uh, skyrocketing TV rights contracts. And then the individual teams are sort of kind of the star of the show, their own individual kind of self-sustaining brands. They comprise the conferences and thus the NCAA. So, Bo, I want to start asking by asking you. Um, how do you describe that brand structure? Because it feels mm-hmm. a little jumbled uh, to me. Yeah, I think the the challenge the challenge with one to one kind of doing this to a corporate brand is, you know, like a corporation, General Foods owns Kellogg's, and Kellogg's has multiple brands underneath it, right? But it, there's still a food part of General. I mean, there's like a breakfast foods part of General Mills. Sorry, not General Foods, General Mills. And then yeah, you know, so you can. You can kind of look at that. This this is probably a house of brands. The the challenge is like nobody really, other than when you get to the university level, there's not really in like we all think of it as the NCAA as the overall brand, right? And it really is just a governing body that just says, here are the rules, um, because it got out of control back in the past, right? And so we're kind of headed that same way again. Um, but to your point then it's where does the money go, right? You know, if all of a sudden Frosted Flakes is making more money than all of General Mills, how do you handle that, right? If the SEC is making more money from a general standpoint and the brands underneath that are making way more than everybody else, the power starts to shift and the voice starts to shift and it starts to affect. If you think about it as a business unit within a a certain organization gets way, you know, generates 90% of the revenue of the company, the company needs to look at that and go, okay, what, what do we do here? And that's where you kind of broke it out is it's funny. I was listening to you when you were kind of setting this up. And when we were, we were talking about it before, 
you know, we're just talking about football. And I think it's probably a good place to simplify it. But there is a there is a sub-branding within the athletics part of these universities that is like this is a basketball school or you know baseball is bigger here and basketball is bigger here in football but being fair football drives the vast majority of the revenue for the athletic departments and so it's probably the best place to keep the conversation um and that's really why the back 12 you know we you, you talked about it the other day how the the big east man we all love big east basketball and it just yeah. exploded imploded and exploded and then came back and then it, uh, that happened because it's not viable on its own without football and then they all tried football and that didn't work. And then, you know, but they, you know, they've kind of coalesced around, Hey, look, we'll be a small conference and we'll do some basketball stuff. Um, and that works. It fits, but their relevance is less um, yeah. in the overall conversation, um, which then becomes, you know, where does a brand live in the mind of the consumer? And if the consumer values it, then it's valuable, even yeah. though, you know, we're talking about universities and schools that should be teaching people, not just so anyway, yeah. that's where, I mean, I think this is, is kind of topical for people that are kind of reimagining their organizations or thinking about where value comes from within their organization too. So I, this is kind of a fun topic to talk about, to, to think about brand through this lens. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's something I think transparently, I think you and I are both kind of passionate about. We, we right. consider ourselves like college sports fans, college football fans. And so, you know, I've been listening to a lot, you know, and we'll set it up here, you know, here in just a second, but been listening a lot to like what's happening with the Pac-12 and you hear all this news come out and it's going to change these, you know, it's going to change the conference dynamics pretty significantly. I mean, you already, you know, you touched on uh, the Big East and the SEC. So, um, you know, what's really happening and and what we're looking at as kind of a case study is one of the the five um, power five brands, as they're called in college football is basically kind of disintegrating right now. It has, it has over a hundred years of history. So that's the, that's the PAC 12. And we've talked about it a little bit. We've already mentioned it, but the PAC 12 is, is, you know, it's back in the day, it was the PAC eight and then it kind of graduated up to the PAC 10 because they added more members. And then it got all the way up to 12 with conference realignment and things shifting and bringing in new members and that sort of thing. And that's going to be a theme that we talk about here. Now with conference realignment, what's what's happened in the past few months is that two of the biggest brands a few months ago, USC and UCLA within that conference announced that they were going to leave for the Big Ten, which is another conference. Um, and then fairly recently in the past couple of weeks, this stuff really all kind of started to pick up steam. Uh, the conference itself was in the was in the throes of negotiating a new TV deal. I mean, conference rights are exploding right now. The SEC, the Big Ten, are two of two of the biggest ones. Uh, the Big Twelve just, I think, fairly recently agreed to a new deal that was pretty lucrative as well. But what happens is these brands see these big deals and they say, "Well, I want a piece of that pie." So USC right. and UCLA said that they were going to go to the Big Ten to get a bigger piece of the pie. And then fairly recently in the past couple of weeks, two of the other big brands within that Pac-12 conference said that they were going to also leave um, to go to the Big Ten. Um, And that came on the heels of the reports that the Pac-12's deal that they were negotiating for rights was significantly less than the Big Ten deal uh, and the the SEC deal. So anyway… Once, once Washington and Oregon decided that they're going to leave, those brands decide they're going to go to the Pac-10, um, then there was kind of a little bit of a mad scramble of like, okay, can we survive with eight teams? Well, 
four teams almost immediately kind of agreed to go to the Big 12. Um, Colorado's in there too. Um, I, I've yeah, Colorado kind of, had already kind of made the decision, have, but it was still kind of right. like, but the, look, the writing was on the wall. In Colorado, right. just, Colorado just announced it sooner than everybody right. else, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it, and it's all done. It's all, all of this is done. And what's left is that the Pac-12 has four teams, which is can't really be a conference, right? And and all of this is done in the name of well, one more money, but in some to some degree relevance and self preservation. So I'm curious, you know, the question I have, I guess, with that laid out, right? Like that's the situation that we're under, uh, that we're that we're operating in. Do we think that this is a good decision for these? I mean, obviously, it's not a good decision for the Big Twelve, but for these individual the brands that yeah, are now going, yeah, right. those member institutions. Do I mean, is that hey, is this the right call for the Oregon's and the Washingtons and the you know the yeah, Utah's I mean, even going to the Big Twelve? I think time will tell. You know, you know, I, if we keep it on the you know, this is a branding podcast, right? So, yeah. <laughs> like, I want to, yeah. Well, you and I know you and I've talked about this. We love geeking out to this, but you know, how is this relevant to our audience? I don't know. Ask Nebraska, right? You know, I mean, I think the, I think one of the challenges that, you know, be, be brands need to know their audience, right? And, you know, I'm a Texas Tech fan. You're an LSU fan. You know, we have these other, the other schools that we may watch Penn State because we have a fam, familial association in my case, you know, USC because we like their colors or something. I mean, like people have that, but they're typically either they're from Texas, so they're going to root for UT even though they didn't go there, or they went to UT, or their dad or mom went to UT or whatever. This is a real challenge because one, the NCAA isn't the corporation, right? It's a regulatory body, so really the power has always been in the in the um, from a collective bargaining agreement. The power has always been in the conferences. Right. But at the end of the day, the power is really in the universities because they are the ones that educate the people that, that build the affinity. And that when there is a when there is a Texas OU or a Texas, Texas A&M or a Texas Tech, Texas or, a you know, a rivalry that, that benefits the two schools. Right. Because uh, they because it, you know, it just keeps the chatter going. Right. Yeah. But the value is in that more local regional thing. And I, I believe in this instance, I think they're missing the boat. You know, they're, I think, you know, they're chasing money, which will be eyeballs, but, you know, maybe it'll create a fan in Sioux city, whatever for USC, <laughs> you know, but I, it's, it'll be interesting. I mean, the NFL is an entity and that entity has an affiliation of teams that have agreed to work within that entity, right? And so you can be an NFL fan. Like you and I are college sports fans. And sure, I'll geek out to TCU playing because I'm Big 12 and TCU is playing in the first national, like the semifinals. Then <laughs> it's a great game. But I don't know that I want to watch TCU four times in a row, right? You know, I, right. I just because I don't have an affinity. It's not that, that TCU is not amazing and I might like their team that year, but, but it's not like, I'm not vested in that. Right. Whereas right. I'm vested in the NFL. I'm definitely vested in the S the uh, AFC South. And, you know, I want to watch Tennessee play because I know they're going to play, you know, the Texans twice. Right. right. And then it, like, there's a lot of emotional audience stuff in this that, that I think that a lot of these universities are missing and they're chasing these revenue dollars. 
just to kind of feed a beast. And then, you know, poor Nebraska, who had a lot of influence in the Big 12, who constantly won the East or whatever, the North, um, it has been irrelevant since they left. Yeah. And, and even more so. And they get, and they get a, you know, to that point, they get a share of the revenue, right? And this is all, because this is all, let's, I mean, there's a long time it's been, NCAA has talked about this is all about, and even the conference commissioners, we want to protect student athletes, we want to do all this sort of thing. Yeah. The veil of that, I think, has been removed. So yeah. this is all being done in the name of profit, right? It's, it, and, yeah. and to some degree, like, we go back to the Oregon and Washington example, I think when they saw the deal that came through, right, the, you know, that's and, and the deal that came through was like an Apple deal and it was significantly less. Yeah. They saw that as like a I don't know. You, you can correct me if I'm wrong, if I think about this in the wrong way here, but like almost as an existential threat to their brand. Hey, we're not going to be able to keep up. Yeah, because we don't have the collective bargaining we don't have the national, yeah. you know, like we're not going to be as relevant nationally. So we're not going to be able to upgrade facilities. We're not going to be able to recruit. We're not. So if we, if we sign on to this lesser deal, then we're going to be at a disadvantage. Our brand is then going to deteriorate. So we're going to go into the big 10, which has a bigger rights deal, which will allow the big 10 to then, you know, negotiate a bigger rights deal in the future we'll get a bigger piece of that pie. We'll be able to maintain relevance and stay their brand and, and, you know, maintain that brand relevance. I, I think my, my thought, my initial thought anyway, is I think it's a little bit short-sighted because you touched on it. There's an emotional component to this. I don't want college football as an NCAA fan. I don't want it to be a minor league for the NFL. I like the rivalries of, you know, like I like the, you know, the, the backyard brawl. I like Bedlam, you know, and these are all regional rivalries. And you know what? Some of them are one-sided rivalries, but you watch them for that nostalgia. You watch them for that, you know, crazy things happen and that sort of thing. And, and with this realignment stuff, you're losing some of that, in my opinion, that brand equity, not only from the individual member institution brands, but you're, you, you're, you're losing that, you know, within the com within these conferences, like that's what make like the Apple Cup, right? That's Washington, yeah, yeah. Washington State. Yeah. That's not going to happen anymore. And I would, on the surface, I don't care about that game at all. But it's the Apple Cup. I'm going to watch it as a college football fan. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. So now I don't have. I have one less game that I need to watch in the Big Ten or the Pac-12. Yeah. Or, you know, so I think there's a little bit of like killing the golden goose here. Where, yeah. you know, more is always better, but is it? If you're not, you're not thinking about how this impacts your brand. And to your point, Bo, it doesn't, you're not thinking about how it impacts your audience. How are they going to receive this? Right. I, I think it could be short-sighted and, and, you know, who knows what happens. We'll, we'll give some maybe predictions later, right. but um, I don't well, know. I, 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 yeah, go ahead, Bo. When all this stuff becomes a commodity, yeah, like, so here, scarcity, this is economics, right? And, and I'm not just saying finance, that's not finance, it's economics, right? You know, I go to see a movie, I have access to that movie in 52 different ways, right? I'll watch pieces of the movie on TNT. I will watch the whole movie on Netflix without commercials. And I'll pay for the movie one time by going to it, right? But I'm not going to pay for the movie five times. 
I mean, you know, there are going to be fanatics, people that really care about Star Wars that are going to go pay and see it at the, st- the theater five times, right? And so there's an economics piece, like the value of the second viewing, the third viewing, the fourth viewing for most people becomes a, a let's let's put it on the TV that I don't think I'm paying for, although I'm paying for it. But like, you know, I'm going to put it there and I'll watch bits. I'll, I'll watch Heather constantly gets on me about watching Avengers movies, you know, because I'm like, you, you've seen that 500 times. Like, yeah, but I, don't, I like the scene, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go out of my way to find it on streaming. And I'm definitely not going to go spend money. at pay for it, yeah. Right. Think about football. Think about college sports in that way. Right. Me growing up, you're younger than me, Chris, a lot younger than me, but you know, like I used to be able to catch a game on ABC in the afternoons on a Saturday. Right. And that game was fed to me. It was Penn state, Michigan. It was Penn state, Notre Dame, or it was USC, UCLA, or it was Texas and U of H, or it was, and then some of the regional TV things came up and I had access to more, right? Raycom Sports pops up and I get to see all the Southwest Conference games, but there's really one game of the week. So I didn't get to see all of them, Mm -hmm. but man, that that really, to your point, wet my appetite, right? And so when we grew up, there was a scarcity. And so man, watching college football or even watching the Indy 500 was like like a thing because it was all that was on and it was great. Now it's so ubiquitous. I mean, I can watch any sport anytime. I can re- watch replays of my favorite games. I can watch, I can watch off-brand football, XFL, yeah. USFL. Yeah. I, mean, I, I can watch weird, small, tiny school games somewhere else. I can watch high school yeah. on TV. Like when that happens, and it becomes, and you think about your brand, any brand like this, you know. It, when there's so much access to so many things like your product, you know, there's a constant fight for relevance, right? And, and sometimes brand association affiliation matters, right? The NCAA brands lost a lot of its luster. So people are starting to, which is a shame because it really is just a regulatory body. You know, it just like, we let's protect the athletes. That's what that was supposed to be for, right? right. Um, now the conferences who have all different motives you know, are more powerful and they have a collective. So the association, but it used to be the association with the SEC was like, uh, you know, no grades, great football, right? The association with the, with the Southwest conference was kind of the same, but like regional tough, hard scrabble, the PAC 12 and the big 10, you know, where the PAC eight or whatever were, Oh, you know, higher institutions of really smart people. And, you know, SEC kept Vanderbilt in there so that they could keep their whatever high, you know, I mean, it was that kind of thing. Right. Um, it's their own then, brands, right. It's the own brands of the, co- the conference branding, right. It's like, we're right. the, the Ivy league, we're the PAC 12 with this prestigious institution where yeah. the big 10 is, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. I mean, it, they, I miss that. I'm sorry. I didn't, sorry to interrupt, but I miss that in, in no, interrupt. That's what we're supposed yeah. to do in these podcasts, especially when it's about <laughs> sports. Um, but, but I think, you know, it's not barstool, but so I think the, I think, I think the challenge becomes, you know, like who's the audience. I mean, at the end of the day, you've lost, I, I believe that and in any brand or product, right. I mean, I, I have, we've talked about this before. I love Apple. I'm an Apple freak, right. Dude, it's their products are ubiquitous. You know, there's a universe that I need. Uh, oh, now I've invested in all these different Apple products. I better stay in that universe. Now I'm going to buy the speakers and the whatever. But I'm not doing it because of passion anymore. I'm doing it because I have to, right? And so, you know, I know Texas fan or OU fan, especially OU fan, is like 
why do we do this? You know, I mean, we have, we had to go do it when Texas left, we now had to go, you know, and I don't know that that's a great decision to make. I mean, like business owners shouldn't make decisions about their products because of that. You know, they should say, what is my product? What am I trying to achieve? Had Texas and OU stayed in the Big 12 and the Pac-12 fell apart, you know, that conference may be rival. Big 12 may be rivaling SEC. Yeah. Now, yeah. because the, the, the Pac, once USC and UCLA, you, you could argue that they left because OU and Texas went, you know, those right. are the first two right. dominoes, right? But yeah, not really, but in this current state. Right, right. In this, in this iteration of it, that, right. yeah. But, you know, but the ego of the Pac-12 or the ego of the Big 12 and the, their inability to go to see the writing on the wall. And this is where I think a lot of brands and companies, especially today, is everything commoditizes. There needs to be some, it's the same thing, some um, consolidation, right? Like too many people make tires, right? I, and I'm, I'm not all about having a giant monopoly that is one company that makes tires, but man, it's rubber. It's, it's rubber tires. I, I mean, how many different brands do we need? You know, th th there should be some specialties and there should be the one guy that makes all the tires. I, I'm being, I'm being silly and that sounds very uncapitalistic, but you know, there is a point where you become irrelevant. You know, where, when I say that the, the specific brand is, is not relevant where, where I don't think it matters in college sports is like people pay for a degree from Texas Tech or from LSU or from Ohio State. They live next to the campus. They're from that state. There's an affiliation there that does happen with brands, right? I am a yeah. Goodyear person or I am a Nitto person and I love these types of tires or this type of car. But is the audience big enough and is the price point right to keep that brand relevant? You know, I think yeah. college sports has a different flavor to it because of the the bot affiliation and the association, the emotional association and the regional association. But still, you know, it they it, it, it seems that that same consolidation that's hitting all these industries and the and the commoditization of things is happening. I mean, you see it in universities in general. I mean, yeah. an education from Texas Tech and an education from Texas A&M and all, all the, an education from Auburn and an education from OSU, you know, uh, I, like they're going to say, oh, you're, you're a Texas Tech grad and you're stupid. So I got Texas and I'm smarter than you because I went to Texas. Fine. That's cool. But at the end of the day, it's just a giant Southern school and they're kind of the same. It's really the effort I put into it. Yeah. You know, cause they all have the same funding. They all have the same, you know, like it, it's, I, it, it's, it's, it's funny how, you know, how almost commoditized even the educational portion of this has become. Yeah. Well, and, and I think they're, they're, it's, it's like they're commoditizing their own product, the NCAA and, yeah. and, and these conferences, right They're It's, we no longer care about these regional rivalries and we no longer care about, yeah, they're um, taking away some of the special part of their product. Yeah, so the, it, it's like they're, it's a race to commoditize. Hey, we just want to put the best football product on the field. Well, hate to tell you, that already exists. It's called the NFL. And yeah, the reason right. why, to, and, and to your point, you know, the reason why we watch, and we talked about this yesterday, the reason why we watch college football, other than the, the you know, you'll watch Texas Tech because you're a Texas Tech grad. 
I'll watch UL and LSU because, man, those are schools that I grew up watching and I'm going to the games yeah, and there's that emotional yeah. component. But, you know, like I was interested in those regional rivalries, like Pac-12 after dark, you know, you, hey, you watch a full day yeah. of college football yeah. and then you flip on USC, UCLA. I, I didn't care about it otherwise, but I care about the sport. Now they're taking some of this stuff away. And I think it less relevant. I agree. And they're commoditizing to your point. Now it's like, well, now I have the option to watch this or that. Well, I'm going to watch, you know, I'll go watch NFL for quality. I'm watching this for the pageantry. I'm watching this for the rivalry. I'm watching this for the, the, um, the, the, the passion, right? Like, cause you know, I think there's right or wrong. I think we, associate college sports with athletes who maybe care a little bit more you know they're 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 playing for something maybe you know maybe it's maybe they're playing for their their next shot or you know the next level but they're they're they're, they're playing for the university and there's crazy things happen and the more they we consolidate and we get this you know we're going toward this kind of like minor league almost of the nfl um the more i think to your point i think they're commoditizing you know their product well, I, um, 10 years from now, I think we'll be, I think, I, I think that these colleges are going to, they're going to be looking at this and I think the, the difference between this and kind of corporate consolidation, right. And you know, the Kellogg's Frosted Flakes or whatever, there's a point where there's a point where grape nuts, is that what it was? You know, I, I can't remember yeah. that yeah, you know, my dad, my parent, it becomes an irrelevant product. Right. I mean, other than other than some 80 year old person that, that needs to keep their fiber, right. You know, like nobody's going to eat it. Right. So it, it, it never shows up at Walmart or it, it never shows up in the large box stores. It shows up in some specialty stuff. There's still a place for that brand, but it becomes more relevant over irrelevant over time, but the consumer chooses that. Right. And part of that cho- choice becomes there are too many other granola e cereals that come out. Right. It's the same thing. It's the same thing in oil and gas. It's the same thing in, you know, you get stuck in this commodity. I mean, some of our clients, you know, they, they, from an investment standpoint, you know, the dividend becomes bigger because nobody wants to invest in us because we're not high growth and we're a commodity. So we're going to pay a dividend on our stock, which is like, it's a little weird. Um, but, but when you even think about it, I mean, it is what it is. It's always happened, but it's still kind of a strange, like, this is a bad investment. So we're going to give you a little bit of our profit. Okay. Um, like if you extrapolate that into what we're talking about with college sports, it, it, some of it works, you know, like uh, Texas tech is relevant because of its association with certain schools. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially for people that have a, that have a vested interest in the university, right. Whether yeah. they went there or they grew up there, or their parents went there, or they wore the, the shirt up over the year when they were little kids or, you know, we brainwashed yeah. them. Um, you know, so, so Harrison will go to another school and then he'll root for Texas tech, right. Because he grew up with it, but, but his son's not going to do that. I, you know, his kids aren't going to do that. And if they don't go to tech, then it's going to become less relevant over time. You know, yeah. it's same thing with grape nuts, you know, dad, my dad ate grape nuts. I kind of like grape nuts, but now I can get it off brand. I'm not like power, but that's what he grew up with. So he's going to buy it. It's, um, it's the loss of brand equity over time, right? Is that, right. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Relevance and equity, right? And so the, 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 and I think that relevance piece is a big part to it. And where does relevance come from? It comes from the audience. It's not just the product, right? Apple's relevance came from the, the unique, uniqueness of its product 
and then eventually the coolness and simplicity of its product and then the reliability of its product right mm -hmm. over time everything becomes like that and you start to lose you start to lose both you may not lose value from just a financial standpoint because you're the biggest the beast right you know they, like they're you could argue that they haven't lost value but they've probably lost some relevance you know mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is just because of their scale and size they maintain it um but the product quality where's kodak right i mean like and everybody gets on them about they didn't change fast enough well they made cameras i and then they went digital but they went digital too slow and so they sped up their irrelevance but unless they're going to start making mobile phones that had cameras on them they're going to be irrelevant you know i like that's, I think that's the way of brands. The Pac-12 has run its course, you know, and that's sad. I'm, I'm not saying like the emotional part of me is like, oh my God, that's awful. 20 years from now, nobody's going to care. You know, where's well, the whack, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm, so I'm curious on that note, because I had I written down in my notes here is that, okay, so it's run its course, right? And I mean, look, it's on life support. It's not technically dead yet. They've got this last year where they're all play together. Then there's four teams trying to figure out what they're going to do, you know, the remnants of the Pac-12. But I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. We can't know for sure because we're not in the room. We didn't have the conversation. But based on the information we have, can you point to any either, hey, this is where they maybe had a misstep or um, – or even, you know, hypothesize, like, I, hey, it looks like from the outside, like maybe they didn't do this or they didn't keep up with this. Well, I think that I, it might actually be a microcosm of what's going to happen to college sports long term. I mean, you can and, and I think this is where business owners can look at their businesses and look at industries and say, hmm, this happened to this competitor. Hmm, how do I make sure that doesn't happen to us? Right. You know, because like here's what's happened for years since since even before nebraska left and, and those those teams left to the sec and the big 12 and the pac-12 colorado like right that's kind of a funny deal right um like um even before they left you know there was this conversation about the pac-12 well you know there's a flaw in their product you know they play in the middle of the night on the other the side country. of the country, right? Yeah. From from the other the other two, we'll just call it. Let's break the United States from a from a into three TV markets, you know. Yeah. And the East Coast ain't gonna stay up till two in the morning to watch them play, right? But that's okay. They can play some afternoon games or whatever. Had they all mm -hmm. played afternoon games and stayed relevant you know, with a TV contract that did that, maybe they would have been more relevant nationally and maybe they would have been able to command a greater thing. But they mm -hmm. they all play at night That because it makes sense. It's regional. It's cooler. It's it's pretty awesome. I don't know Have you gone to the West Coast and watch a game, but sitting there in San Diego watching the Holiday Bowl at, you know, seven o'clock at night in 60 degree weather with perfect skies, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's that's Pac-12, man. That that's awesome, right? But I think what was happening was they were losing TV audience just because the product was so late, right? Mm -hmm. And then you add the irrelevance of certain brands. Then you add the there, you know, when when they started talking to the Big Twelve and there was conversations about the yeah, two yeah. forming an alliance of sorts, you know, that they 
being fair, and we see this all the time with brands, especially in acquisitions and mergers, you know, call it mud. Who cares? Putting those two conferences together would have rivaled the SEC bar none. And it would have extended the audience into different time zones, you know, and I think there's a they they made that's where I believe that they made the biggest and it was like oh well our brand's great and our brand's this and our brand's that and everybody's gonna stay and there's no way anybody's ever gonna leave us we're the Pac-12 you know everybody wants to come to us you know and it man yeah, well, relevant in two thirds of the United States <laughs> well a little bit a little bit of hubris right because I remember those conversations and you know to your point it's like oh nothing you know nothing's gonna happen and where would that, and and they kind of got you know they. they their leadership to me anyway, kind of got a little bit complacent. And this is where yeah. the big 12 deserves credit because the big 12 kind of saw the shift once, once, you know, years ago, I guess now Missouri and AM left and now it was going to be Texas and Oklahoma who announced yeah. rather than, than sit there, put their head in the sand and kind of yeah. like, look press, at press, it. Press, it's press, not press, happening. Press, press. Yeah. They're looking, you know, they, and look regionally. Now we know regionality is kind of going out the door with all these conferences. So look, they, you know, some people, including me, look at it and say, well, West Virginia, does that belong in this region? Does, you know, UCF belong UCF in UCF belong in the, yeah, yeah. But, but you know what? To their credit, the, in, in this iteration of it, and you know, I think the Big 12 is going to come out stronger than they were. Now, yes, you lose Texas, you lose Oklahoma. But let's say that that, let's put that aside or say, okay, that was already happening. Now with the Pac-12 falling, they're bringing in Utah, that, which is a good brand. Um, and, and you know, they now have, uh, they call it the Holy War between BYU and Utah will be, that'll be like a yeah, conference so you've game. got some regional, you've got some good regional um, and some good places to go. To be Arizona, in- Arizona State, yeah. right? Like you, there's, that's, you know, like to me in, in this latest round, let's narrow it to the past year, um, Pac-12, excuse me, the Big 12 comes out looking to be like, hey, we were opportunistic. We did not rest on our laurels as to where, the big, the Pac-12 to me, on the outside, not knowing, right? A yeah, little yeah. bit of hubris, a little bit of bury your head in the sand. Like, oh, we're, you know, we've got a, we've got a hundred plus years of history. Nothing can happen to us. But man, things are changing rapid, rapidly these days. And to your point, the, you know, the product itself is, is later. So it's kind of irrelevant to, to a large media portion of the country but on top of that and this is where you know i think maybe there's some short-sightedness happening um man some of these brands it's kind of like they're not you know like washington for example i understand that they you know they have a national championship in their history and all sort of thing and as of late they've been pretty good but is that brand really more valuable than you know, like Stanford, for example, or, or Cal. And some of this is timing. Some of it's unfortunate timing for some of these brands. Oh, sure, because sure. rewind eight, 10 years ago when Stanford was really good and competing for, you know, for New Year's Six Bowl games and all that sort of thing, then maybe they're the one that gets called by the Big Ten to go up and, and maybe kind of preserve themselves. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's a lack of alignment. I think there's some some poor leadership, honestly. The, the past two commissioners from the Big 12, I mean, excuse me, the Pac-12, um, have have not, you know, been proactive about securing rights deals and making yeah. their brands that are under them kind of more, hey, this is a viable well, place for you. Well, and that's where I think that that's where you have to bring, you know, from a corporate standpoint, 
you know, that that's where that's where the overall brand. I mean, you look at some of our clients, you know, in, in the past, you know, Oxy, right? You know, they're a they're, their brand structure, you know, they've they've got traditional energy, they've got chemicals, and they've got this carbon innovation component, right? And and they're all in on that and they're talking about it and they're investing in it. You know, they need to be careful not to overlook the other two components, right? You look at total energy solutions and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's where I think the conversation is heading in that industry, but they've got to fight a battle on multiple fronts to keep relevance, right? If they were just oil and gas or they were just chemicals, you know, there's a place for them in the world, but they're not as relevant as a brand. You extrapolate that to the Pac-12, you know, and hey, we're on the West Coast, we've got great weather and it's awesome football. Yeah. Who's not going to want to come here? It's like, oh, yeah. Well, oh, hey, yeah. you know, and they, they, what's the next thing, right? Whether it's the TV right. deal, whether it's the, the, whether it's, uh, you know, the constant growth of adding a region or whatever, you know, should they have just added BYU or added, you know, and, and really kind of built up a, a more of a larger, you know, if the big 12 had been smart, they would have done something with the PAC 12, either be part of the PAC 12 brand or uh, earlier. Right, Texas right. and OU wouldn't have left if right. it had been if the Pac-12 and the Big 12 had come together, you know, like they talked about before, without adding West Virginia, without adding some of these other schools. Not to say I don't love TCU being in the conference or any of that kind of stuff. And you know, the Pac-12 hadn't, you know, been so weird about private schools or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like gotten over some of that <laughs> stuff. It's like, dude, could you imagine Texas and USC playing, and then they're they're eating two regions, two t- two massive TV markets. And OU in Texas now have access to the LA market, right? I mean, that that's, I think, better than OU in Texas being irrelevant in the SEC having access to the South, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, why didn't you think about that, right? I mean, yeah. think about USC and UCLA, same kind of thing. Like, I mean, how relevant is the Michigan market from a TV standpoint? You know, yeah, but hey, man, I get brand. Houston, I get Austin, I get Dallas, I get, you know, I get San Antonio, I maintain, you know, I, like, had that happened years ago, when Nebraska left and Missouri left and Colorado went, you know, like, had that, had they been for had the foresight to combine those two, um, you know, because I think that was even before Utah had been added and BY, you know, all that the conversation had been there. Yeah. I mean, good God, man, that conference. I mean, think about that from a TV or a revenue standpoint and an audience standpoint. You know, you don't get New York, you don't get Florida and the West Coast, East Coast, but man, you get two thirds of the country. And all of a sudden, USC and, and Texas are playing every couple of years, you know, and they're not playing every year, you know, but they, to your point, that, that game doesn't get boring. Oh, great. AM LSU. That's awesome that it happens every year now. Well, yeah. now we're even we're even we're gonna even water it down more. You know, they're gonna have to go to pods and however the SEC is gonna end up breaking up, breaking it yeah. up. I mean, now it's Texas AM, OU, you know, LSU, a couple kind of like, and then some of the games that were relevant where Georgia would play LSU, whatever, those are gonna go away every couple of years. Yeah. It's just like we saw it with Big 12. You know, so I, I don't know, man, I, it's going to be interesting. And I think, but I think companies can look at this kind of stuff and they can go, okay, what, hmm, 
know, if we think about it like as a brand, you know, NCAA has become less relevant. Again, Oxy. Oxy's carbon capture brand becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, is that brand value go into the overall Oxy brand, which I think they're doing a good job of that? Or is that just a spin out and it's a different company? But that what that will do for the shareholders of Oxy, overall Oxy, they'll get a piece of that, right? But this thing becomes a commodity-driven product. Whereas, look, we've got a total energy solution here from, you know, green and sustainable to to making sure that the, the, the countries, you know, the people have the energy they need in whatever form. That's a really compelling story. Same thing, right? Pac-12, you know, education, athletics, location, you know, man, who don't want that, you know? Yeah. No, now it's all about TV and money and blah, 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 and just football. And then all of a sudden it all just falls apart. You know, I like, you have to really maintain, you have to really be thoughtful about your brand. Um, yeah. Especially, I mean, like as they, I don't know, it'll be interesting how these conferences relevance stays together or if SEC becomes the basically the NCAA. I mean, we're just so focused on football. I mean, the NCAA is like, what's going to happen to Title IX schools? What's going to happen to funding for some of these universities? Yeah. You know, I mean, to your point, you know, Washington won a national championship. Rice won a national championship once, you know, too. So, right. or was competing for national championships. So, yeah, that, and and that's I think I think you know a big a big takeaway for me as it relates to to you know branding and brands in this is that I, I think you know for to some degree anyway the short term promise of big TV dollars. Um, one out and, and I get it right you need to sustain right like it's a business if you're if we're looking at this as a business you need to sustain yourself you need to go what makes good good financial sense and that sort yeah. of thing yeah. but I wonder if ultimately it's like you're you know you're killing the golden goose right like right. if you're looking at this for the short-term gain like hey we're gonna go get this this tv rights contract for the next 12 years we're gonna go get this tv rights money but does that bring down the overall value of the product where those tv contracts are never going to dry up but do they get lower and lower and lower and all of a sudden when we're in this big conference and the tv contracts get you know start contracting and now we're in a conference with instead of 12 teams now we're in the big 10 you know looking at usc yeah. and ucla now we're in a conference with 18 teams and now the money's the same but now we're spending much more money traveling and having to support non-revenue generated sports so all of a sudden the, we're actually making less money. Um, you've diluted your brand. You've gotten away from the audience, you know, from what your audience wants for that short-term gain. And you're, you're kind of mortgaging the future based on this this thing. So right. I, it's a short-sighted kind of thing for me and we'll see how it shakes out. But um, I, I agree with you, Chris, but I, I think organizations, you know, we've dealt with it. Others have dealt with it. You start chasing dollars, it that's not a brand, right? You know, what's king here? Back to core values, right? Yeah. You know, like the, the Ivy League, right, wrong, good, bad, whatever you think about them, you know, they, they competed on a national scale academic, or athletically, you know, through the 50s and 60s, right? And then, mm -hmm. you know, they chose their brand is academics, you know, athletics is secondary and it's extracurricular. And, you know, there are some schools that they compete, you know, in the non-football sports, you know, they compete, you know, they can peak up because of the commoditization of things, because more and more people are 
playing sports because more and more people playing club sports because you know they can put together a really good basketball team or a really good baseball team every once in a while or a really good mm-hmm. whatever but you know they they've chosen their brand to be x right and right and that's fine there it's an affiliation around academics you know and we can even get yeah. into that conversation <laughs> about you know the relevance of of, of universities and and the value of the education um, and the costs, you know, so, but money, again, money's ruining that side of the, the thing too. Right. And so I think chasing dollars, you gotta be careful chasing dollars, man. And especially yeah. chasing dollars for one facet of the overall deal. I mean, and this is just about football, man. Yeah, that's it's true. And, it's- revenue. and it is proven that a lot of these universities that even when they make their, these top brands, they're struggling in their acad- their athletics departments because they yeah. can't I, they, they they can't support flying the lacrosse team to to conference games you know it just yeah well doesn't make sense. um there was a there was an article I read and I don't have all the details on it but there's an article I read about Rutgers actually because they were in a in a previous iteration of conference realignment all that thing all that sort of thing they got into the Big yeah. Ten. And yes, their piece of the TV money is better, but they're, they, they don't compete. They, to your point about like other teams going to conferences where they don't win and that sort of thing, they don't win any games in there. So nobody cares about it. So the revenue generation, the revenue generating piece of it in the big 10 for them is football. Um, and, and they're not, they're not winning any games. They're not having people show up. So eventually, and this is kind of the, the last segment I kind of want to end on is like, how do we think this kind of shakes out? Unfortunately, I think there's going to be of these big conferences, you know, the, the big tens and the, the SECs and even the big 12s to some degree, eventually there's going to like some of these teams that are the bigger brands. So like in, you know, the, the big ones, like the UCLA's, the USC's, the Ohio States, the Michigan's, you know, in the big 10, they're going to say, Hey, you know what? Iowa is not, and I'm, I'm picking on Iowa here a little bit, maybe Northwestern. Northwestern's not bringing any value to this. We're going to cut them, right? So so my prediction is for, for this, and I'd be that curious starts to know, happening. Yeah. is that is it, you start peeling off these teams, so now you're going to get back to a Big Ten with 10 teams, and it's going to be the elite in the sport. So Rutgers is going to go, Maryland's going to go. But then you, those places, those, excuse me, those teams are going to need conferences. So I do think cyclically, eventually we'll get back to like smaller conferences but it's gonna it, you're gonna you're gonna be breaking up rivalries you're gonna be breaking up in the meantime yeah. you're gonna lose a lot of fans you're gonna lose a lot of audience along the way because it's not gonna be the same sport yeah. so that's my kind of prediction is that we'll eventually it'll kind of correct itself in a weird way but you know maybe that's a little bit of wishful thinking but no no it prediction. always does chris i mean you you know we've talked about this right i've got a different perspective you're you've got a different slightly different right i grew up in a time that right you grew up in yeah. a time where espn was always there you know right. like our kids your 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 new kiddo congratulations by the way um you. you know your new kiddo is going to grow up with this right i mean i we talked about this the oilers you know i am still an oiler fan i, I um, <laughs> love you blue i believe it's been almost 30 years since they've been gone right i still hate the titans right yeah. it is it is what it is. I hate that they stole our history. You know, yeah. that's the way I look at it. Other people look at it as I'm a Titans fan because I was an Oilers fan. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I love the Texans. I like the Texans. Well, I, I like the Texans. I'll follow the Texans. I hope they win. They're my local team. 
but my son has a bigger affinity to the Texans because he didn't know the Oilers, you right. know? And, and so I, things change, stuff happens, companies go away, ask Kodak, you know, but the, I think it all kind of settles, you know, yeah. now it may settle differently and there may be a right. third division of the NCAA and it's just the elite, but how relevant is that going to be to me? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. If I'm not a member of that club and it's only members of that club then then what's and what's that going to do to tv other yeah. than gambling and other than other than gambling and people that are just such junkies on football that can't watch it which is a small portion of people and you know and to be fair you know like i've had this conversation with some friends too look if it if that happened today you know that you know the the elites of the pro the, the team I root for is in that club and I'm still going to be less, less interested, less interested in that product because yeah. it's not the product that I, you know, like I still have the affinity for, it's LSU. not I'm what you watch the games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it, but it's, it's not college football as, and, and this isn't, this isn't just a nostalgia. Oh, it used to be better, blah, 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 blah. It is a, it is a change in the product. It is a, if you go off and, and form the super league where it's the top yeah. 20 teams, the top 20 brands in college football, like it's taking away one of my best sports memories. I was at, I was at, it's back when it was USL. It's now it's the university yeah. of Louisiana, yeah. but USL played A&M at home and, and USL A&M was like ranked number 23 and USL quarterback by Jake DeLome beat A&M. And that's one of the best sports memories I have in my life. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. If you go to this, and so you take away some of these things and it's just, look, I'll watch LSU games, but like the diehard, I'm going to fly down to Baton Rouge every single year to go to a game with my friends. It's, I'm not going to do that. It's anymore. going to become less and less. Yeah, I agree exactly. with that. I mean, because it, it, it's not as accessible. I think that that's the challenge, you know, it, it, and it's not forced accessibility either, right? I mean, when there was one game on Saturday afternoon that you had to watch and you loved college football, you watched UC, USC, UCLA, right? right. You know, because even though you were in Texas, you know, that, that, that it were different. I can get it all the time, anytime, anywhere, you know, and it, it it's economics. It's going to make it less valuable. Yeah. Um, other than those that are, they bleed, you know, purple and gold or, you know, red and red and gold or yeah. red and black or whatever, you know, it, it, it's, but there's a personal emotional piece to this that I think a lot of these, these people are missing, you know, that, yeah. that, that I think, I think is a bigger part of college sports. Um, when everybody knows it, they talk about it, they run commercials about it. Yeah. Um, but when they make the decisions, they, <laughs> they make it on the dollar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, we don't care about the fan. You know, let's, you know, I went to A&M every time Tech played them. I spent money in College Station. I whatever, And you, nobody, LSU is not going to do that every year forever. Right. You know, right. LSU fan's going to go once in a while. And, and that's going to be it. You know, A&M fan might go to every game forever just because that's the way they are, you know, yeah. but, but it is them. It, it is about that brand and that brand's fan, you know, right. so right. cool, man. This was awesome. Well, thanks Bo. Yeah, this is great. I really appreciate it. Uh, had a lot of fun having this topic, uh, having this discussion about this topic. So I appreciate the time. I'll catch you in the next one. All right, buddy. That's it for another edition of Solving for B. Did you enjoy the episode? Then check out more content on all things branding and marketing by visiting brandextract.com. Be sure to also follow us on our social channels like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and even Instagram. 
Thanks for tuning in to Solving for B. 